Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. We're talking blues hockey. It's the Joey Vitale Report on 101 ESPN. Brought to you by The Electrical Connection. When you need quality electrical work for your home or business, visit electricalconnection.org. Tanner Hendricks and I'm Brandon Kylie. Very happy to go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line as we are getting to the end of this regular season for the St. Louis Blues. They finish it out tomorrow night against the eliminated Vegas Golden Knights. Joey Vitale will be on the call for that right here in your home for the Blues. 101 ESPN. He joins us now. Joey, how you doing today, man? Joey, Joey, Joey. 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 Little delayed there, boys. Little delayed there. Sorry, Joey, we were slow. That's okay, sloppy. That's okay, guys. We'll, we'll, we'll sort through it. We'll sort through. I'm doing well, guys. How are you today? Uh, doing all right, Joey. What what can I glean from this game against Las Vegas? Is there is there anything that we're going to learn about the Blues in this one? Um, you know, yeah. There's there's going to be some things you're going to learn. You know, I, I don't know if it's going to be just about everyone. I would expect maybe a similar lineup to what we saw in Colorado. I think Braden Shen's still a little dinged up. They want to give him a little bit more time. David Prawn dealing with a, no, a lower body nagging injury. Uh, is another one that I would maybe expect to see out. Although Braden Shen actually felt better the other day, so he may actually return um, in tomorrow's game. But I think, you know, players like Tory Krug that have been taking their maintenance games here and there, we, we maybe don't see them. Uh, but at the same time, there's a couple things that are, are really important to this team. We all know about home ice. It's, it's very within their reach. If they win tomorrow, and let's just say Minnesota loses tonight, I mean, it, it puts them in a, in, in a wonderful spot. Heck, even if they win uh, tomorrow and Minnesota wins tonight, they're still in a great spot because then Minnesota just has to lose one of the next two. They own the tiebreaker. So it's important for them to win that game. This is a team that wants to open up on home ice. They feel very good here. feel very comfortable here. The crowd at the Enterprise Center all season long has been just anything less than spectacular. It has been phenomenal. I go to all these buildings. It is amazing. The sellouts we've had, the energy we've had. I mean, it has become one of the funnest buildings in all the country, and visiting players say that too. So it's important for the Blues to definitely get the win. I think on the other thing, a couple of things that Craig Bruby's mentioned over the last probably week or so to me is, you know, increasing the physicality. It's not something you can flip a switch on come next Monday or Tuesday, whatever it'll be versus the Minnesota wild. It's something they have to establish. It's not something that's a part of their team very often. They're not known as a very physical team. I think they're okay with that. They're more of a rush puck possession team. That's how they've evolved. You know, players like Bushnevich and Saad, and of course, Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo, uh, defensemen like Nick Letty and Tory Krug on the back end, be able to snap the pucks up. You don't need to play a heavy style anymore. You can just hold on to the puck. But at the same time, in, in playoffs, you have to play physical. You have to have that kind of bar- Ivan Barbashev um, ability to go out there and kind of run someone through the boards every now and then and kind of have that consistent approach. So I think the physicality is going to be something they're going to be looking for tomorrow. Definitely getting the two points to hopefully get um, closer to home ice advantage. And then the last thing I'll say is they want to defend well for Billy Huso. This is the goalie I think that they are going to lean on come next week. I think he is going to be the starter. And I think that you want to make sure Billy's feeling good heading into the first game of his playoffs where you're defending hard, you're keeping things to the outside. Maybe he sees 25, 26 shots, but they're all from the outside where he can see them. Maybe he lets in one, maybe two, but nothing more than that. Where his confidence is going, he's feeling good about himself and his game. 
heading into next week against the Minnesota Wild. Joe, we talk a lot about you know playing the right way down the stretch going into the playoffs and how meaningful it is. But, but from a player's perspective and from a locker room's perspective that you've been a part of, how important is that final month of the season for a team? It's really important. You know, you, you want you want to be hitting the ground running. You want this is this is building momentum for game one. And, and I know it's crazy, but I think uh, your identity of what you're going to bring game one, I think it actually starts tomorrow night. I mean, it started a week and a half ago. It started two weeks ago for this team. This is this is what they want to do. You have to be familiar with your line mates. You have to be familiar with your D partner. You have to be familiar about the penalty kill breakout or the power play breakout or, or, or the entry zones when you have a power play coming at you. In order to be familiar, um, when you're familiar, you, you gain confidence in that. And then that confidence carries over from game to game. So it's definitely something where we've seen where you can't be playing bad hockey heading into that first game. And I think the Blues have done a lot of great things heading in there, even if they have a bit of a stinker tomorrow night with some players out. Listen, it is what it is. Like we saw in Colorado, they had some good periods, some bad periods. I think they've established enough. They know how they want to play, and I think they're just going to want the confidence. They have the veterans to do it. We all know that. We have Stanley Cup champions on this team from 2019. You have added Stanley Cup champions and Brandon Saad and Nick Letty. You know, and then the other the other aspect is is the new guys. I mean, everyone's talking about the, the veterans and, and the Stanley Cup champions, and we got so much experience, and we do have all that. But we do have a good handful of some young guys. I mean, we have the Torpchenkos, and the, Lo- the Logan Brown has not played a playoff game. I mean, again, part of that 2016 draft class has not played a playoff game, but he, he's going to be a player going to be kind of looking and observing and, and witnessing the right way to do it. You know what I mean? And for Torpchenko, for Logan Brown, Nathan Walker, I think, just has the one game there in Washington when he won a Stanley Cup. So very, very minimal playoff experience there. It's a different beast. It's a different breed. The energy's up. Everything gets ratcheted up. The speed of the game, uh, every pass that gets missed is, is magnified. Maybe it's coming back the other way. Every time you allow a chance, it can end up in the back of your net. That goal could decide a game. That game could decide a series. I mean, everything is, is amplified. So for those young guys, to, to witness and to see uh, and have the veterans, you know, showing them the way. I mean, that, that, that's the biggest thing which they've done. You know, it's like, like I've always said, you got a family of black bears in the wild and, and, the, and the black bear cubs don't, don't sit down under the, under the sycamore tree with mama bear and, and talk about how to pick blueberries and which blueberries to pick. And this is how I pick them. And when you pick them, do it like this. It's not, a, it's not an orientation about how to eat blueberries, right? You just go out in the wild and you follow mama bear and, and you eat the blueberries and you watch and you do as she does. And I think that's what the, the young guys are going to have to do. They're just going to watch the O'Reilly's and watch the prawns and watch the Colton Fragos and see how they do things and learn as they go. We're talking to Joey Vitale, who breaks down hockey in a way that only he can here on 101 ESPN. Uh, Joey, earlier today, I was reading over on ESPN, and they were writing about the guys who could gain the most by winning a Stanley Cup this year. And uh, guys like Claude Giroux and Joe Pavelski, Joe Thornton, players who do not have a cup yet. They they were at the top of this list. The Blues didn't have anybody on there because most of their guys have a cup at this point. But I did want to ask you, because we talked about this a little bit earlier today, if the Blues were to win the Cup this year, which player do you think stands to gain the most in terms of how they're viewed nationally from this current roster? Is there one that immediately comes to mind for you? Oh, uh, you're talking about the players that have not won a Cup on this team, you're saying? No, but e- even the guys that have. Like, is there one guy that you think if, if the Blues go on a run to the Cup this year nationally, people will have their minds changed or altered on how they view that specific player? Sure. No, I think that's, that's a great question. I think that to me it's Tory Krug. You know, um, Justin Falk is kind of that second player. I think I'm just going to focus on those two guys in the back end. You know, you got, let's just take Tory Krug, for example, but so many similarities between the two of them. You know, Tory's gotten there a little bit closer than Justin. You know, I think that, you know, Tory's made it to the finals. It's it kind of had it stripped away from him. He spent his whole career in one organization with the Boston Bruins, you know, an undrafted player, an undersized player. 
I mean, nobody wanted him at the draft, and then he signs as a free agent with Boston. He's always been, you know, that five nine stature, going up against some big time forwards, shutting down roles. Um, did great in Boston, part of their culture there. Make it to the Stanley Cup championship, you lose. Then you get traded to the team that beat you. I mean, so many great storylines, and I think that Tory Krug is certainly one of those players that would jump off the page as a guy that deserves a cup, and certainly one that would elevate him to, to, to the stature of what you're talking about. And I think in the same reason, Justin Falk, you know, again, with one organization in Carolina, he's come close a couple times, but he hasn't um, got over that hump, won a championship, and I think it's going to uh, put a, a, a bigger uh, microscope on Justin Falk. I think he is uh, by far the most underrated defenseman in our conference maybe in the National Hockey League. I, it's just it's amazing how more people are not talking about what he has done this year. I was talking to Craig Bruby in the hallway before the Colorado game, and we were kind of just small talking, maybe uh, the most valuable players of the team. He threw out a couple names, and I threw out Justin Falk, and he nodded, absolutely, right? I mean, that, that is what he's done. He's taking care of the pocket 200 feet. You can't get around him. His angles, his angles are like almost like like perfection. He he, he hardly ever skates backwards. If you're, him and Tory Crew both, uh, they've evolved the defensive position. They don't they don't skate backwards a lot. They almost just skate forwards in the angle. They're like they're like that Australian sheepdog. They're just herding sheep all over the ice. You, know, you got Nathan McKinnon. You got Nathan McKinnon. You're you're pushing him into an area he doesn't want to be. You're pushing him to the corner. You know, and it's just an angle you take from the inside out. And they put the stick in the right position, and you're forcing them to an area. I mean, honestly, God, they're riding me those little sheepdogs where the sheep are bad. They're just kind of going all over the ice. But that's what they do. It's amazing how he's evolved the position that way, and he's taking care of all 200 feet. He's getting the offense now. 16 goals in the year, guys. It's crazy. I mean, again, Justin Falk would be another one. Joe, final one that I wanted to ask you before we get into this first round of the playoffs, because we won't talk to you until they start. What's the one matchup you're looking forward to between the Blues and Wild? Oh, that's a that's another good one. I haven't even looked that far ahead, but you know, just off the paper, you know, I think that I think that Ryan O'Reilly um, is going to get a good matchup there with the Fiala line, and I think that's going to be kind of true for both sides. Uh, actually, I think the Erickson Eck line is going to have the responsibility of Robert Thomas line. This is this is going to be a big one. You know, Erickson Eck, Greenway, they got some big bodies on that line that like to play physical, that like to play in your face, they play fast, they play defensively savvy. You know. So if you're if you're Billy Billy Garen and you're you know the coaching staff of the Minnesota Wild and you're kind of breaking down these matchups right now, I think it's the Erickson Eck line against the Robert Thomas line, and, and I like that matchup. And I think it's going to be the most important one is because you have to look at how Robert Thomas's line's been doing over the last month and a half, two months of hockey. You know, Vladimir Tarasenko, Pavel Buchnevich, they're almost untouchable. It's almost like every game. It's not a matter if they're going to score; it's when they're going to score. Uh, the puck possession, the creativity, the confidence in the offensive zone—I mean, everything they touch right now is turning to gold. Every pass is being executed. They're putting pucks between three different bodies, and it somehow ended up tape to tape. It's just—I haven't seen anything like this out of a line since probably I've been broadcasting for the last four years uh, of a line specifically for St. Louis. Now, I think that if, can they continue that run? Can they continue to roll? Can they continue to be productive? And I think that's going to be the Erickson and Greenway tree, uh, double, and then whoever's on that wing—that's going to be their job. I'd probably be Felino, actually, now I think about it. Felino, Greenway, Eric Snack. It's going to be their job to shut down this monster of St. Louis. And if, that's, if that scoring comes to an abrupt stop, yep, the Blues have uh, – they got depth, you know, and, and, they're, and they're confident in their depth. But, but that, that is the majority of their production right now. And that is the majority of their scoring right now. So if that line gets shut down, that, what happens? Guys, it puts more pressure on the other line. Now you got a little bit more pressure for the Ryan line. Now you got a little bit more pressure for the Braden Shen line. And sometimes that pressure is something that you don't feel very comfortable with. Like in football, you know, the quarterback feels lots of pressure when there's no run game. 
you know, then he's got to be forced to throw the ball. But if you've got a good run game, then he can sit in the pocket confidently once every four downs and make, make a good pass. And it's no different with the Robert Thomas line. Once they're going, everyone feels more confident that they're going to get the hard matchups and they can go out there and just chip in here and every now and then. But if they get shut down, it does add that pressure, um, which, which could disrupt this offense a little bit as they're on this, on this tear of scoring. So to me, that's going to be the, the forward matchup to keep an eye on. It's going to be that Eric's next centerman against Robert Thomas with Polino and Greenway, of course, going to get up against Tarasenko, Buchanan. It's going to be a phone, no, no doubt. I don't know about you, Alex, but I think uh, Joey Vitale just said Iki Kwanu is going to be your number one overall pick for the Jaguars at plus 450 from the FanDuel Sportsbook. Joey, we appreciate the time as always, man. Thanks so much for hopping on with us today. Anytime, fellas. You guys have a great week.